0: Song of the soul, and we'll sing
1: this song. Some great music for you today for Song of the Soul. It's no secret that I'm a folky and that today's music is hip-hop rap. And one of the things that they have in common is lyrics. And today's guest, Rabbi Darkseid, is a rich source of deep, probing, evocative lyrics. Who plays Clark Kent to Superman Rabbi Darkseid? None other than mild-mannered poet, MC, DJ, beatboxer, Sam Sellers. We go now to Brooklyn, New York to join Sam Sellers, i.e. Rabbi Darkside. Sam, welcome to Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm so glad we could fit it in. You don't seem to sit in one place very long. No moss growing on your backside, I think. No, keep it turning. Keep it turning. I understand just shortly you're taking off for a European tour, and I think you've maybe done 11 of them or something already, something like that.
2: Uh, Yep, this will
1: be my, my 13th international tour, and I'm leaving a week from tomorrow. And tell me a little bit what a European tour looks like. The thing is, rap music is so filled with lyrics, and then you're going to places where they don't speak English, particularly as a first language. So how does that go over? I mean, is it just the flow of the words they just bathe in, or do they actually understand you?
2: Yeah, that is a really great question. I'd start by answering that by saying that within the cultural context that I speak of hip-hop and the music that I make, Kind of say hip-hop is a culture which is composed of the different performative elements, those being MCing, DJing, graffiti, breakdancing, human beatboxing, and some say music production. So hip-hop is kind of the umbrella over these cultural art forms, and rap is one of the elements. So there's a a universality to the culture that allows touring like this to happen, where there's this kind of common canon and common knowledge base and language base that is derived from the artistic pillars of hip-hop culture and the classics. So it is really different going somewhere to do lyric-based music for people who don't necessarily understand every word or... Lose some of the, the nuances of poetic technique, you know, language with double meaning and you know when, when poetic devices are being employed. So for me, it pushes growth in terms of the musicality of the performance. I'm very, very hyper-aware of how it sounds and what I'm exploring in terms of, like, rhythm and meter. It helps to shape a different kind of live show, one that is focused on the, the musical presentation maybe even more so than the words, but it's also really liberating because there's a freedom that comes along with having people not be so abogative of every single word, where it's sometimes more about the syllable than the word itself.
1: So you've chosen some music that you want to share today for Song of the Soul, Sam. I'm just curious if it overlaps with what you would do, like on this coming European tour. Mm -hmm. Too much, actually. I think that the question you posed
2: to me was was very broad. You said, songs of your soul, right? I think think the uh, the assignment was embedded in the title of the program here. In thinking about it, I'd like to think that most of the music I write does come from a place in the soul, and in choosing these songs, I thought about a couple things. I thought about the, the songs that I have on replay the most from my own catalog, the songs that continue to speak to me and that I continue to refer to as reminders of things in life that I want to make sure I'm attuned to. I also thought about songs that I wrote in one sitting, that I felt like there was something spiritually guiding the writing, that there was a some kind of force looking over my shoulder or sitting beside me when it was happening. And... Those kind of songs, for me, cover a pretty wide emotional spectrum. It's like the saddest songs I've written happen like that, and some of the most potent political songs I think have come like that as well. So, yeah, the the, the songs that we're going to listen to, two of them are songs that are in my performance catalog rotation, pretty frequently.
1: Well, so what would you like to start with for this song of the soul? I think we could start with Morning Paper, the first song on my on my new album. Okay, and why morning paper? I mean, are you an inveterate morning paper reader, too? Or do they still exist? I'm not sure if I'm outdating myself here. <laughs> yeah, I guess they sure exist on your mobile device. The concept for the
2: song Morning Paper was a couplefold. is based on the concept of starting the day in a literary kind of way, walking down the front steps of your house. And for me, walking out those front steps and the a block and a half walk to the subway station, but it's also based on this practice called morning pages. I don't know if you're familiar with the book *The Artist's Way* by Julia Cannon. but it's a book that it's designed to help people reconnect with their artistic selves. The fundamental practice that she outlines is practicing something called morning pages, where during your artistic recovery process, the way that you initiate it is by waking up every day, just writing three pages of stream of consciousness, plate clearing, and pouring. And it's not something that's designed to ever be revisited. You just write for the sake of writing. This is a practice that I use in my life pretty regularly. This song is just about how I kind of start my day. Those are the twofold
1: themes that it was sprouted in. And my guest today is Sam Sellers, and we'll listen now to Morning Paper. It is from Rabbi Darkside. Notebooks and sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns. Well, good morning.
3: Good day. What a way to start today Spread the love, harness pain Honest work, modest pay Got a couch, got a day Father bounced the potter age Never found a doppelganger I found a lane to cost the knowledge And within I operate The universe is composed of individuals But within each individual is a universe of our own Notebooks and sketchbooks And wine bottles and hymns Notebooks and sketchbooks And wine bottles and hymns one side what a way to start today, write the wrong, love the rain. Honest work, lots of strain, got some perks, got a brain Thank the Lord for lots today, meditate and oscillate Revelations come, we least expected, so I concentrate Notebooks and sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns Wine bottles and hymns Notebooks and sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns Wine bottles and way to start today, same 14 steps, same straight street stress, and gateway to recess, 11 years filled and block. memory is still in shock, always keep the devil locked, and no pad and pen in the pocket, and my keys in the same place, every day, every day, what a way to start today, watching neighbors chart their age, watching movers cart away, watching lovers part ways, just up for the avenue, They travel from and travel to, took a stick and etched my name in the sidewalk to capture droves. And sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns. Wine bottles and hymns. Wine bottles and sun and is shining. Notebooks and sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns. Wine bottles and hymns and the wine sun is shining. Notebooks and sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns. Dub tapes and sun rays and high volumes and hers. Moonbeams, loose leaves, and autumn weather and rain. Bed clothes and cramp foes and jack daniels and pain. Bridge walking and shit talking about bottles and prayers. Catch phrases on my pages inside and, and pens. Found poems and downloading and text message mistakes. Pratt falls and backlogs and falls, takes to the stage. Hey, brother, how you doing today? Uh, what, and what to today. And to today And what a way to start today, 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 What a way to start today, a to start today. Day. And my mental call is unlimited and the train
0: Right
1: there. Right there. Morning Paper by Rabbi Darkside. You can find him at rabbidarkside.com or just look for Rabbi Darkside on any of the social media. Rabbi Darkside, by the way, your name is Sam. You could have been SS, but I suppose that was taken by the Germans already. Why Rabbi Darkside?
2: The Rabbit Arkside was a name given to me by a high school pal of mine when we were 16 years old. We had a farcical newspaper in my high school akin to The Onion. He had written an article about a fictitious rap group called The Stain Gang, And I was one of the members, and he named me Rabbit Oxide. And when I got to college, I needed a handle for my college radio show. And I reached into the Life Archives and pulled out Rabbit Oxide. All these years later, it has (laughs) stuck.
1: Does that lead people to have expectation that you're going to speak with a, a traditional Jewish European accent or Yiddish or whatever?
3: It definitely
2: creates a set of expectations. There is a subset of underground rap music that's kind of like kitschy white Jewish rappers. And there's a lot of songs about dreidels and kind of... comedic songs that make light of American Jewish culture. I think there are people within that that field who are on, like, design spectrum. And then the spectrum, and then there's a guy like Madis Yahu, who is the Hasidic reggae artist, <laughs> who often, when people are like, oh, you're the rapping rabbi, are you that, are you that guy? Like, no, I'm more of a secular humanist, socialist Jewish rapper. And I've struggled with the name at times in my career but I think I've really grown into owning it and making it something very unique. You know, I'm always happy to engage people in conversations about Judaism and the existence of the American Jew and my upbringing and how that shaped me. But yes, there are expectations, and it's always very interesting going somewhere like Eastern Europe, where neo-Nazism and anti-Semitism is very much on the rise. It can be something that, that has to be dealt with. Because when, when we're traveling there, I mean, we're you know, we're going places sometimes. We're going to, like, small-town Czech Republic. And at times I've traveled where it's been myself, the a Mexican-American rapper, and African-American rapper, and when you're in a town of about 7,000 people in the Czech Republic or a roadside restaurant, you are turning heads, you know. Presents opportunities for engagement,
1: to say the least. <laughs> you know, one thing I noticed in Morning Paper your tagline there, notebooks and sketchbooks and wine bottles and hymns. Now, hymns, I don't particularly connect with Jewish culture.
2: Sure, sure. For me, poetry and prayers have grown to be synonymous. Being someone who, who doesn't really turn to a particular scripture on regular occasion, I find that I write my own meditations and write my own prayers and find that, that solace and that comfort in the words of other other writers and singers. So I guess that's what what I what I mean by using the word hymns. Very often within the live performance world that I'm fortunate enough to be in, you know, there'll be moments where it feels like church. You know, where the jam session is the spiritual experience of the day or of the week for me and for a lot of people who attend it. So you know i think it's about just claiming language and applying personal meaning
1: to it would it be fair to say that in some ways when you're performing when you're when you're rapping when you when the words are flowing that way that it's a form of meditation does that sound right
2: 100 percent,
1: i agree with that and i've
2: been practicing a form of meditation actually in really speaking of meditation called a kumye it is rooted in the physical it's generally consists of holding a certain posture for an extended period of time, 10-12 minutes, and training your mind to go inside the body and, (laughs) I don't want to say think your way through pain, but it helps you focus on not necessarily the thing that you would initially be drawn to focus on. The instructor is constantly teaching about unifying and harmonizing with our surroundings getting more attuned to the world, removing the the ING from states of existence. So when, let's say, we're like going for a run, right, you're not focused on the fact that you're running. You're just on a run. So you're really living in, in the moment. And an analogy that, that he drew was between the feeling that a, a musician, while they're improvising, Yet when they totally locked in and totally open and it's just like this stream of consciousness flowing freely where you're not self-analyzing what's happening in real time, where you're just existing and letting it flow. So, yes, very, very much so that especially improvisation is a form of meditation for
1: me. And what was the kind of meditation that you practice? What's the name again?
2: K-U-M-N-Y-E. I don't
1: want to say. Very close to Kanye, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I and I understand yeah. you've been on stage with Kanye before. But... <laughs> yeah, and this is back like two thousand and four, I think. Well, one of the things that's important to me about religion, spiritual practice, whatever, is having a community that supports and fosters it. And I suppose maybe you tour a lot of times with other people. You've been parts of groups, speakeasy, third party. You're going on this tour to Europe with another person. Is that your preferred mode or you like to just stand by yourself?
2: I think on the road, it's desirable to be with someone who makes a good tour companion. And by and large, I've been pretty lucky to tour with folks who are really agreeable, really talented, and really good friends. And there's also strength in numbers to a degree. I think two or three is the magic number for right now, for the level
1: that I'm operating at. So you're saying that that's where the biblical phrase comes from, wherever two or three are gathered on the stage, the force is amongst you?
2: Ah, I didn't know that, 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 that,
1: but I'd take it. You didn't know what scriptures that comes from. It's a combination of Christian scriptures and Star Wars and a few other things.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I thought so, I thought so. Yeah, and collaborating is one of the most important things of my life, I derive a lot of inspiration from collaborating in the studio or collaborating via correspondence over the internet, and uh, I think the next song that we have queued up is one of the larger collaborative pieces that I have put together. I think it features eight or nine guest MCs on it. It's called Thank Hip Hop. It's the remix version of a song I released in 2010. It's called Thank Hip Hop. That actually was a response to something that happened in Wisconsin. <laughs> I was coming to University of Wisconsin-Madison in July of 2010 to present a workshop at the Hip Hop Summer Institute. So going out there, I was presenting on sharing, sharing some work of my organization, the the Hip Hop Education Project, and also presenting on this rap song-based test prep program that I developed at that time called Fresh Prep. Leading up to the conference, there was an article, an editorial article, published by a kind of right-wing conservative journalist talking trash about hip-hop in the classroom. It was very poorly researched. I mean, it wasn't researched at all, and she opted to use, like, pictures of Snoop Dogg DVD covers to illustrate her points within the article. So this song, Thank Hip-Hop, was a response that I wrote to that. I remember sitting in Cluster Park, in Brooklyn here one day and writing the whole song and in one sitting. And essentially what I wanted to communicate is that a lot of what I consider the, the strongest, most valuable qualities of my life, I attribute to my participation in hip-hop culture. The fact that I've been working at public schools for over 14 years, my desire to travel, my love of diverse musics and literature, I kind of tie all that back into hip-hop. That was the first version of the song, and then the remix version has a completely different music behind it, and I tried to pull together my friends and colleagues who are also in the arts education world from around the globe to each write 12 bars of rap for the Think Hip Hop Remix. So it features a bunch of artist educators from New York City. It features my good friend Apple Juice, who is based in London, Yeah, that is skinny on Thank You Bob remix.
0: The segregation of education Reinforced class structure and social station Are you smart or are you dumb? Tell me where you come from
3: The number one question on application What's your location? Like east or west? And tell me how you
0: scored on a standardized test If your prep was fresh You might have done best Cause the test wasn't written for your best interest. If you come from the burbs and speak that dialect you probably find it second nature Like I do a mic check
3: But if you're from the streets Where outlook is bleak You're probably more concerned with how you eat Than how you speak We are the patrons who don't patronize Awaken states of fun Taking the teachers we mixed on the fly, resist through truth and rhymes The food for thought, fresh roots from
0: the blind Discover the math and traps, the pathways from past days Before the five hoods, steady under attack You could thank hip-hop for that Every
3: day we use the DNA of hip-hop Giving props to her, youth, suffer supper, culture to shock From not being shown, this getting more of the holes Recreating race codes, you can say we're building blocks
0: What's justice supreme when you wake from a dream into this nightmare that you're living in? Life's just a synonym, another word for trying to get by. If you're a fish in a skillet, just trying not to fry. No more teachers, no more books when the education system is run by crooks curriculum of poverty, no direction and you can't find equality in elections each one teaching, organized in the streets gotta tear this wall down, section by section and in the reflection of the educated you see the masses rise, speaking power from truth. There are students who aren't in any of their lessons, they only come in to share their bars in my sessions, while other stuff suggest it's a hopeless course, he's trying to bring his mates who don't go to the school it's a great way if you educate to make an impression rather than scare them, I can make a connection with local issues and the global linking of the revision rats help know the Curriculum. If you believe the only link to language is phonics ask me a question about analogy phonics. And if the critics don't start, to feel a bit stupid. I might even mention the arts and the music. Education, awareness, acknowledgement. Two types of
3: ignorance are argument you following. There are those who have never been exposed. Those that practice blind eyes and sacrifice their souls. Yeah, 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 Those that never listen to global linguistic flow. Uh, 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 uh. Those that don't ever listen. Uh. This is dedicated to the teachers and preachers. Pop lockers, break dancers, graph artists, beach Fathers and mothers, this culture we teach with. Brothers and sisters, the backlash is peaking So it's time to keep pushing. Uh and break down these walls. So it's time to keep pushing and break down these walls. The future vision akin to boycotts and sittings. My kin will be at a record collection. Relentless digging. Type of you thinking. Existing. Since the Big Dipper was a symbol of freedom. Red Sea splitters and leaders, MC splitters and DJs, teachers. Connecting with the cubes, bumper green day. Hip hop, more than a moment. Styles to sundials, numerals are Roman. Party like the gun vibe, booming in the booming in the booming. Dr. Gunpowder ruining the move for me and you. The reason, the motors, the model, and so on. Learn to live to grow, and this show must go on. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Go on. Go on Yes, sir. Yeah, uh. It's what gave me the desire to right. set fire in the mind every
0: shot of light Every seed needs water and the plant needs light What better way to hear your own voice than a mic?
3: Some kids, there was no head start for Found calm in the culture and all form. Say it had no place in the schools I say we hold an educational tool To get a mental excited again enlightened. Time to have the schools in the switchboard tighten Cause the old way of thinking is a rap Ha ha, thank hip-hop for that You can thank hip-hop for that
1: you can take it hop of that
3: I'm not saying our hands are tied because, because of the reasons We've been stretched out like a rack to a paraplegic And the pendulum swings the blade up in difference Hip-hop shift the weight, get the rhythm to the listless. List. Young minds, you need catalysts to energize Learn how to learn, not learn how to memorize Lead and follow the community Exemplified by Howard Gardner We got many styles When we're unify, we're strong When we brainstorm, we're unafraid to be wrong We call it a cypher, it's a colloquialism So thank you to
0: those who broke it, no coincidence Once upon a time, just the trees were friends to me Growing up lonely, hungry for a story Searching every corner for the gift that was meant to be Music took hold of me, was called a poetry Name it a blessing, awkward, uncool Schooled on old jazz lessons, of course Dad's collection, not to mention No questions, things to teach me The pen and a pad against the breeze Sky set to bleed, secret message was for me Slip note into a bottle and set it free Dirt scuffing up the knees, head buried into beats Never stopped, every day pray I thank hip-hop, hip-hop
3: You could thank hip-hop for that Hip hop for that You can thank take hip hop for that you can thank take hip hop for that You can't take hip hop for that You can't take hip hop for that You can hip hop for that
1: It's by Sam Sellers, also known as Rabbi Darkside. Find him at rabbidarkside.com, anywhere on any of the social media as Rabbi Darkside. I find this really interesting, the hip-hop re-education program and what it can achieve. I watched a clip from a news report about it. It struck me that I may have been walking in your footsteps before you got there, When I was a Peace Corps volunteer back in Togo, I didn't do it with hip hop, but I said people retain things better when they learn them through music. Yeah, And so I was hired by the Peace Corps to train other incoming Peace Corps volunteers in the math science area that I worked in. So I took some common songs from back then, if you know who Blood, Sweat and Tears are. Sure. I took one of their songs and I put words to it that taught the incoming Peace Corps volunteers the vocabulary they needed to teach physics about gravity and such things, uh, motion, acceleration, all those kind of things. So I put it into a song and I think it worked. I think that they, retained the vocabulary. They could knew where they could grab it uh, when you've got a tune behind it. How does the re-education program work, the Hip Hop Re-Education Project? Well, I
2: think you're referring to a, a specific part of my hip hop arts education life, which was the creation of Fresh Prep. And I did that while I was working for a company called Urban Arts Partnership. Essentially, what happened is that we were tasked with creating arts-based test prep for the New York State Regents exams, which are the high school equivalency test we have to pass to get a high school diploma in New York State. My creative partner, Tracy Worley, and I, she, or I think her brother, wrote little rap flashcards for himself to aid in his own memorization and assistance. And she was like, why don't we try that? And we tried it in the summer of 2009, and we did a pilot program that had extraordinary success rates. The pilot grant, the seed grant, was then expanded to a six-figure grant from the Robin Hood Foundation to expand the development of this programming. So, in the next two years, I wrote and recorded four academic rap albums in global history, U.S. history, English lit, and integrated algebra. You know, it, it experienced a lot of success and a lot of acclaim, and... Ultimately, I parted ways with that organization because my own methodology had sort of evolved beyond what that program was offering because that program relied on a banking system of delivering information where, you know, it's like for all intents and purposes like a chalk talk where you're being given the information and your job is to memorize it, right? Right. Where I think if, if we go a little higher up the pyramid of learning, which is where we're at now with the work I do with the Hip Hop Education Project, the creative work is all coming from the students and the teachers. So if we're doing anything related to academic songwriting, you know, what I'm doing in the classroom is demonstrating and then scaffolding the work that they're doing and supporting them in artistic creation, which I think has a much higher level of ownership. Um, It presents the students with the chance to really feel like these songs are their
1: own. You were actually a public school teacher at one point, weren't you?
2: Yeah, from 2000 to 2005. I was a social studies and English language arts teacher at a middle school a block away from my house here in Brooklyn. I had a very, very sweet, short commute.
1: And then on weekends, you were DJ MC, that kind of thing?
2: Exactly. And sometimes on sleepless weeknights, <laughs> <laughs> from time to time. And then I left full-time teaching in 2005 and went into non-for-profit administration and very quickly realized that direct service was what fills my heart. So I was fortunate enough to be rehired by the non-profit while I was a program director to their poet in residence, and that allowed me to build up my resume in arts education to get me on the road to where I am today.
1: Speaking of where you are on the road, what would you like to share next?
2: Yeah, next, we're talking about the block that I have lived on for so many years, and I think the next song we're going to take a listen to is Staring at the Mirror, Winter on 18th
3: Street. The sound of the world's smallest violin. To all the beautiful girls I love and lost, to all the songs I left fucked up inside my heart, to all the time I wasted staring blankly in the mirror with nothing to say and nobody to hear it. To all the beautiful girls I loved and lost, to all the songs I left locked up inside my heart, to all the time I wasted staring blankly in the mirror with nothing to say and nobody to hear it. To the ceiling before the alarm's rung. My arm, the only thing asleep, snooze bar none. 6.30 in the AM, a cold and empty bed. Now when my clock is fast, so it's really just 6.10 My head a buzz with the same song from the previous day. A dinner clashing chords, can't seem to get out of my own way. My mind was able to process the beautiful struggle. Now, nodded in so many places, swollen, scarred, and bubbled. Drug addled and scrambled. One too many scandals, plus a whole inheritance to carry, handle, and battle. Dawn sky on the verge of tears, not a cloud around. Battle lost. Like luggage only cowardice abounds Bereft to even a touch of will to pull back simple sheets Knowing that day holds more in store than he can manage to meet Confined at the same house for ten plus years so long ago The ghost is stronger than the live in a world covered in snow To all the beautiful girls i love and lost To all the songs I've left locked up inside my heart To all the time I wasted staring blankly in the mirror With nothing to say and nobody to hear To all the beautiful girls I've loved and lost To all the songs I've left locked up inside my heart so all the time I voice is staring blankly in the mirror With nothing to say and nobody to hear to the mirror before the days begun. Days they're running in a rerun, sleep deprived and numb. Steeped in shower steam, a stream of water still unbroken. The tap blistering hot, the tub drains are still in motion. Tower rubs the mirror in a circle, it reveals just enough of half my face, only halfway face my fears. Cabinet meant for medicine, poison and what it represents. Frames a state of mind that could probably use a sedative. This piece of solid glass with polished silver at its back must tire of me staring as if it was looking back. I used to sing a carol, practice through the looking glass, see images. Of Wonderland's Caps and Cheshire pass. Now it locks my gaze, distorting perception And opticals. how difficult for far-sided Eyes to focus on particles? a single strand of thought, a based tone that's macabre There's no drones overwhelming every obligated cause. to all the beautiful Girls i love loved and lost, to all The songs I've left locked up inside my heart To all the time I was staring Blankly in the mirror with nothing to say In, nobody to hear. To all the beautiful girls I've loved and lost To all the songs I've left locked up Inside my in heart so all the time I wasted staring blankly in the meal with nothing to say and yeah, nobody to hear the window where translucent blinds are hung useless is the music wrote for sons with no tongue who never sung a lick let alone follow the dream had as much trouble swallowing as hollering a scream I try to grow a beard to cover up the child but end up tearing it out in acidic vile pile mighty hard to crack a smile even harder to shard glass from inside this mirror's confines my troubles infinite last and when I see my reflection I feel fear and despondent talk aloud knowing there's no one there for responding the hours that I've wasted trapped inside my insecurities scratching in my Furiously, nervously, for that is all symbolic. As is the marijuana, the tendencies toward rendering rendered an alcoholic. The song itself was once melodic, if never harmonic. All the women, all the singing, all the living, have I lost it?
1: By Darkside sharing his song, Staring at the Mirror, Winter on 18th Street, right there in Brooklyn, I guess. Are you currently partnered with anyone, even with all this overseas touring you're doing? Do you have a partner? Yep, I do, I do. And so then when you say things like, to all the beautiful girls I've loved and lost, is this like rubbing salt in wounds or anything?
2: Maybe, you know, I can't control how it makes other people feel, but this song is I chose because it's one of these songs that I will never forget the act of writing it. I very vividly remember the morning I woke up. I remember walking down to the coffee shop, pulling out my notebook and writing the whole thing before I had a melody, before I ever had a sense of what the beat was going to be. I was in a dark place. It was in, I'd say, the winter of my my calendar year as much as it was the winter of the seasonal year. I was really in my own head and thinking about letting gifts pass us by and undermining my own ability to succeed. So this was like an ode to the songs that don't get written because they don't acknowledge them and an ode to Love Lost for a multitude of reasons. So, you know, I don't think it was salt on the wound. I think it was more of the wounds that were, were, but I, but I was addressing more my my own and just trying to be honest with myself
1: about why. And you include in there a whole lot of things, you know, drug addled, scrambled, one too many scandals, verge of tears, valor lost, on and on. And there's a kind of a deliciousness to savoring all of that and going on to something new which is where I guess you went. You were on the dark side at one point, but obviously light's come in since then.
2: Yeah, it certainly has. I think that we have to have those, as long as we can maintain perspective in those darkest moments, we'll always have the the sense of relativity to know how far we've come. To me, a a lot of the writing that I do is journal-based, so it's important for me to have those moments documented so I can revisit them and remember how I felt
1: at certain points. If you just tuned in, I want to remind you that you're listening to Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web at Northern Spirit Radio dot org and on that site you'll find more than nine years of my programs for free listening and download you'll find links to our guests you'll find a link to Sam Sellers who is Rabbi Dark Side our guest today you'll also find more information about our guests and you'll find a place to leave comments. We love to have your comments because we love two-way communication. Also on that site you'll find a donate button. You can click on it to donate directly or you can find an address to send a contribution to us. That is how we fund this program. And the first thing I would like to recommend that you support is your local community radio station. They provide a slice of music and of news that you get nowhere else on the American spectrum. So please, go and support your local community radio station right away. Again, our guest today, Sam Sellers, is Rabbi Darkside, rabbidarkside.com. He's sharing his love, his passion, the fruit of his life through hip-hop culture and music. So, Sam, you're part of something like 19 recordings out there. Talk a little bit about your progression through the groups that you've been associated with, Speakeasy and the others. How are you different than what you were when you were with Speakeasy, for instance?
2: Wow. It's been a, a learning curve that at times has gone from very gradual to very steep. I started off with, with music that was getting put out to the world. It was collaborative projects where... Everything was being done in a group. I think it was a natural progression that I evolved as a solo artist while keeping both feet in collaborative projects and then one foot in the collaborative project to the point where I kind of grew out of it and felt a strong compulsion to release a solo project and I think that happened simultaneously among three members of third party back in two thousand and six or seven when we stopped really making music together as a group. I'm at a point now where I'm very thirsty for collaboration. That's that's what I'm aiming to get home from tour and hunker down and, and focus on are gonna be the next collaborative project. And not necessarily collaborating with vocalists, but collaborating with producers and musicians. My understanding of music theory and songwriting has really grown a great deal, especially in the last five or six years. That's changed my creative process because when I, when I was 19, 20, 21 years old writing raps, it was really unfiltered, and I think I was coming at it from a very experimental perspective where what I was writing was informed and inspired by first wave beat poets like Charles Olson. Allen Ginsberg and black arts movement poets like Amiri Baraka and tying all that together with like a, a Langston Hughes jazz poetry and with kind of the, you know, some of the avant-garde hip-hop that was coming out at the time mixed with the more classic East Coast boom bap rap music that I grew up loving. I think as you grow as an artist, you continue to discover what is your sound, What makes you unique? I think I'm just coming into my own as far as that discovery goes.
1: It's interesting, the play of collaboration and individualism in your art, in your living out of your passion. One of the things I identify is, even though all spiritual growth is essentially individual, I think it is fostered to extra heights by interaction with community or in being embedded, supported, sometimes encouraged by community. So it's interesting to me that you do things with people and it kind of fuels, and then you go into your writer's garret, if you will, and explode some of that growth. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and one of, the, one of the biggest differences
2: is that now, these days I collaborate with live musicians a lot more than I was 12, 14 years ago.
1: You told me that you wanted to share another cut from Prospect Avenue, your latest CD, You and I in the Moon. You're featured on there with DJ Rob Swift. And so what part does Rob play in your music, or is this someone you go on stage with frequently?
2: Rob Swift is one of the people in my life that I am incredibly fortunate to call a collaborator and a friend. He is one of the most legendary turntablists in the history of hip-hop DJing. He was a founding member of a DJ crew called Executioners, who in the 1990s kind of brought team turntablism to the global stage, along with the Invisible Scratch Pickles, who came from California, and Executioners were the East Coast DJ team. He's an educator. He's now the executive director of the Scratch Academy here in New York City, which is a DJ school. He teaches a class at the New School here in New York, and I've been a guest rapper in his class where he, one of the challenges that he poses to his students is to have them DJ for an MC. We first met at an event that third party, my old group, we used to throw at the Bowery Poetry Club in New York City, and it was called Four Fridays. It was once a month, and every month we would feature a guest MC. We'd feature a guest turntablist, a live artist painting and a guest human beatboxer and Rob swift was our guest dj one month and we've kind of just stayed in touch and you know built a working relationship and a friendly relationship over the years I called him in to see if he would be down to compose some scratches for this song you and i in the moon which is the last song on prospect avenue and he was down for it It's really a massive, massive honor for me to have him on this record. It's called
1: You and I and the Moon.
3: With moonwash. I could see all the way to new lots. The block below was a void. It seemed like overlords were over I thought my head would explode from all the noise. Banging around inside it while outside was silent as thorns. From the midst of the grid, I swore I saw light. The wind was whipping up a whisp, but it was cold as ice. I turned my focus to the ground in hopes of holy sights, but couldn't be sure that the dark wasn't bringing with poltergeist. See, I came here in a 2K on a roll of the dice, with nothing but a heart of gold. night, even ain't no advice, just a couple goals in life, knowing the roads of reward and recorded tales live forever in the poems I write. And all my couplets throw a double helix, and middle schoolers and my chords it grew into a metaphor and extended throughout my life force. Lesson plans are resident, resident with investment plans, evidence of the madness, the master mess, message man. I've been a better bomb it, and it, the it. I've been to everybody, get along in one conglomerate. I've been upon it, and been the audience. I've been anonymous, and been applauded for what I consider just the obvious. So, up here on this ledge, I feel a reckoning approaching like a messenger and coaching. The sound of the breathless horses. A moment when I lost my faith has brought me to this awful place. So, I feel like a stranger in my own accommodations. Not the further complications, but there's murmurs from the basement, and the work to conquer voices is against habituation. The the Cemetery stations, I take in my surroundings. The lunar is all around the city should be drowning. I get my foot inside. Settle, find a meter, take a step Manhattan across the bridges and the sunrise to my left The morning starts to melt the dream and ring the day anew Yet I know inside myself there is a sense of deja vu The view about the same From ruins come music And from music comes courage to confront the uncertain So I turn towards the day Turn from the moon Open up the door and of course there There was you
0: There was you There was you There was you
1: RabbiDarkside.com to find more links to Sam Sellers and his music as Rabbi Darkside, including that cut with DJ Rob Swift. So you being together with another DJ reminds me that I should come clean or be a little bit transparent about my connection to you. I've met you in person (laughs) just one time. Yeah. When my stepson Joseph was getting married, there were two DJs running things. And you want to fess up and what you did and how you made uh, the matrimonial experience of my stepson a complete success.
2: Your stepson is one of my college roommates. A <laughs> great, a great pal. Joe and Teresa's wedding was DJed by Rabbit Arkside and DJ New Aging No Friends, and we were original DJ partners back in college. That's our friend Colin. We reunited after all those years to throw down at the, the Hanson Morgan wedding in Spring Green, Wisconsin. It was quite an affair.
1: <laughs> it was great. So, You and I and the Moon is what we just listened to. I bend the Better Bomb in it to the Cheddar Bob in it. I'm just. <laughs> so tell me about that. Better Bomb, Cheddar Bob. What's that referring to?
2: The Better Bomb is the name of my first solo album that was released in 2008. Cheddar Bob is a character from the 2001 feature film Eight Mile, which was the Eminem vehicle, if you recall, kind of freestyle battle rap to the mainstream. Cheddar Bob was the kind of doofus sidekick in their
1: group of friends. You know, I had noted that your first release was called Building the Better Bomb. What's that referring to? I mean, better bomb? I mean, really? Better bomb?
2: Well, the better bomb was a metaphor. And the, the metaphor is pretty aptly captured by the cover art, which has some flowers on it, a human heart, a microphone, a cassette tape, some pens, papers, blueprints. Basically, it was derived from the idea of the pen being mightier than the sword, that as an educator and as an artist, I felt like the task that I was undertaking was to kind of rewire the future in a vision that was full of empathy and peace and nonviolence. So it's taking the linguistic spin on the bomb, like, oh, that's the bomb, you know, like if something is really great, it's the bomb, with the idea of attacking injustices in the world, like words are a weapon and using the power of poetry and music to revise the state of the world that we live in. So that is the better bomb we're trying to build.
1: Well, we're running out of time, and I know we've got one more that we want to share. How would you like to conclude your Song of the Soul, Sam?
2: Well, Mark, i would bring it back to the top, which is the task that you gave me, which was to choose songs that represent my soul. And this song is called Cousin. It is, it's a a memorial. It's a tribute to my cousin Dina, who passed away in 2003 in a car accident in Buffalo, New York, where my family's from. This is a moment where I was sitting at my mom's kitchen table back home and just wrote. And I really felt spirits about me. And it was one of these these songs, that was written in one sitting, and it didn't have music when the words were written. And I grew up in the same house that my mom grew up in. My family's been living there for over 60 years. So my mom feels like it's a haunted house, but in a good way. I actually feel the energy and the presence of my grandparents there, and she attributed to the buildup of, of static electricity and people walking the hallways. over and over again for so many years that... Their electrical charge remains. That was the the setting for where I wrote this song. I wrote it a decade ago and just re-recorded it last year to present it to my cousins, her parents. It's a really personal song, and it was written for my family. I thought this was a really unique opportunity to share it.
1: So we're going to finish off Sam Sellers' Song of the Soul. He is Rabbi Darkseid, Sam, it's been great to get to know you in more depth, more than what I just saw as the DJ at the wedding, the one event where I saw you. (laughs) Sure. Your connection with music is always important to me, to anybody I meet, but your connection to passing on the powerful good that can come in our educations with the Hip Hop Re-Education Project and other such efforts that strikes me as a light for the world. So I want to thank you for doing that work and, of course, for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. been a great, great big pleasure. There are more bonus excerpts from this interview that we couldn't fit into this broadcast, and you can find them on northernspiritradio.org. Right now, we finish our visit with Rabbi Darkside with his song, Cousin, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul, Cousin.
3: There are times in life when you must stop everything. It's moments like these when you must start reckoning, Wrestling with emotions, soaked with devotion. So close to home without ever even knowing how much it meant. How f***ing intense, how flustered I would get when getting news of death. A friend and family, when they came tragically. Not sure what to say except, how can it be? Family tree branch broken off too soon. Life's too short, gone like nights with the full moon. Treasure forever memories like weather always there good and bad and always bound to get better weather eyes realize how much i miss you tears are precious recollections caught in tissue it's like god has tricked you into leaving this earth parents should never have to see the kids go first the worst things seem to happen to the nicest people the hardest fact for life to learn is that life is evil unequal unfair inexplicable one minute everything is fine the next they miserable typical becomes unusual weddings become funerals The one is suddenly unsuitable Inscrutable I can't believe we won't grow old together Being young and tender is all I can't remember Family gatherings where you were like an older sister Posing for the old folks so they could take their pictures As we grew, we were drifters who were once so close Now I'm looking at a ghost in these old photos It's been so long, I can't believe you're gone I know you're on my shoulder as I'm reading this song leading me on, giving me a reason to write I find peace in mind knowing that you're seeing the light That you couldn't hear on this planet, handling all the things that you couldn't manage, fixing all this damage. While we're all saying, "Damn it, I don't understand why things like this happen. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense." Especially when you touched so many friends in so many ways. They were all retracing. You thought you needed it, but you were inspiration. You were my cool cousin that I looked up to. Now I truly look up to you and trust you. Sometimes it's hard to see, but there's a circle of life. You were two years ago. For just a month ago, your sister had a baby. And maybe, just maybe, this is God's way you're singing. one must go. It's just to make room for another to grow. You had love in your soul, and now was free to roam. I know you're not scared because you won't be alone. Cousin, this is love, and I'm just trying to be strong. Half a life to afterlife, let this
1: one be long. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson
0: be. Let in the light it will heal you and you can feel you and sing out a song